the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. Trying to cut down on that fake awake, cutting down on caffeine or giving up coffee, the cure for caffeine withdrawal, coffee, (laughs) as long as it's decaf, that is. Researchers in the Journal of Psychopharmacology gave study subjects decaf, but only told half the group the brew was caffeine-free. What happened? While those who didn't know it was decaf saw the largest drop in withdrawal symptoms like fatigue and headaches and irritability, even those who knew experienced 48% fewer symptoms. So what's happening? Scientists suspect that the taste and scent of coffee, even decaf, tricks the brain into thinking that caffeine was consumed. How about that? Hey, welcome to your Saturday morning caffeine-free wake-up call. Who needs something in your cup to wake up when you have us on your radio? We are more stimulating talk radio without the caffeine. And I am your happy, humble health stylist host, David Snow, here to keep you cool and healthy, as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program. And we thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which, of course, we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Today on the show, author and clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin joins us to discuss probiotics for the ages, whatever your age is. Uh, Some of the points we'll cover is the uh, importance of beneficial bugs, those bacteria that live in your gut, whether you like it or not. And uh, we'll talk about the latest on microbiome research. It's the uh, newest frontier in human nutrition and medicine and how your lifestyle habits influence your gut. Uh, Of course, diet uh, being the biggest influence, but also stress levels and how active you are and whether you take medication or not. How about if you have a chronic disease or condition? And what happens when you take antibiotics or have another medical procedure, such as a colonoscopy? How does that affect long-term intestinal health? All those questions and more, uh, all those points and more, we will discuss on our probiotic hour. Uh, What to look for if you are looking for a probiotic supplement, how much to take, when to take it, and much, much more as we are joined by our expert in just a few minutes after some news you can use and our regular weekly features. Wow, so much happening in the world of health in the month of May, I'll tell you. Uh, It's uh, Asthma Awareness Month. More than 25 million Americans 
have asthma, and it's the third leading cause of hospitalization among children under the age of 15. Also, it's celiac disease or um, Disease Awareness Month. Yeah, if you're sensitive to gluten, that rootin' tootin' gluten, (laughs) you know, even if you're not gluten sensitive or have celiac disease, just for your information, gluten is one of the hardest to digest digest of all proteins uh, as far as the plant proteins or, well, even harder than animal proteins for the most part to digest, whether you're sensitive to gluten or not. So, um, you know, good, good idea to cut down, especially products that contain wheat and gluten, which is what, is, what contains wheat? Everything. <laughs> I remember a comedy skit uh, from years ago. Who was it? A Canadian comedian uh, said, <laughs> he goes to his doctor and the doctor says, oh, I think you should cut out gluten from your diet. And, and then so he investigates what has gluten in it and everything he was eating, eating had uh, gluten. Anyway, uh, moving right along, it's National Bike Month. National Physical Fitness and Sports Month in May, and we'll probably do a show on physical fitness, uh, let's see, coming up probably Memorial Day weekend uh, around the end of the month. National Strawberry Month, who doesn't like strawberries? And uh, it's also National Stroke Awareness Month. And by the way, next week, Dr. Michael Louie, he's a cardiologist from Honolulu. He will be with us talking about Everything to do with strokes, uh, the prevention, the uh, symptoms, and treatments. That's treatments for stroke, one of the top disease killers in America. All right. Uh, elsewhere in, uh, in the month of May, it's Motorcycle Safety Month. And as I've mentioned many times on this show over the decades, uh, you're 28 times more likely to be involved in a fatal accident if you're on a motorcycle or a two-wheeled vehicle versus an automobile or a four-wheeled uh, automobile or a vehicle. Uh, so just make sure you always wear a helmet because, you know, you can live without an arm or a leg. You can't live without a head. It's National Allergy Asthma Awareness Month as well as National Arthritis Awareness Month. If you have that those twinges in your hinges, more than 50 million Americans do. And uh, we do at least a few shows every year on arthritis. And in two weeks, uh, going back to uh, National Allergy and Asthma Awareness Month, uh, we're going to do a show on respiratory health uh, come, uh, I believe it's May 20th. So um, mark your calendars if you're interested in that. All right. Uh, elsewhere in the news, does size matter? Well, okay, who who's this longer, a man's or a woman's? Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about small intestines here. Uh, small intestines, on average, are 30 centimeters longer in women than in men. Who would have thought? Uh, And they say this added length probably is helping them to better absorb nutrients that they need for pregnancy and breastfeeding. Uh, And, you know, the small intestine is all about absorption, absorption, absorption. uh, And that's where you absorb majority of your nutrients. So if you have more surface area and length to absorb more nutrients, you're going to have an advantage there. All right. uh, Let's see. Elsewhere in uh, news of... Oh, I mentioned uh, being gluten sensitive. If you're peanut sensitive or allergic to peanuts, watch out for these other foods as well. This was a new French study that found that kids with peanut allergies, they took a a skin prick test uh, and uh, tested for other legumes, including um, chickpeas, beans, lentils, peas, soybeans, and the like. And they found that 64% of the subjects were allergic to at least one of the other foods. So... um, if you react, if your children or uh, oh, even some adults, you react, react to peanuts, uh, you might look at um, 
avoiding those other legumes as well. Remember, a peanut is not a tree nut or a true nut at all. It's a legume. It grows underground. All right, uh, we're going to talk about antibiotics a little later in the program with our guest expert. But um, before taking antibiotics, you want to know that the most often, some of the most often prescribed medications are antibiotics, and they raise your risk of inflammatory bowel disease. That's even worse than um, IBS, which is inflammatory bowel syndrome. Uh, but this was Danish research. They found that those over 40 who had previously taken antibiotics were 48% more likely to develop uh, inflammatory bowel disease, which is pretty serious. Uh, and experts advise taking a probiotic to heal the gut lining and replenish good bacteria, which we're going to talk about with our guest uh, in just a few minutes. How to keep your gut healthy, uh, even if you do have to undergo uh, medication or uh, medical procedures. All right, let's go to the fitness file. The health perks of a daily dance. Yes. You know, and I've, I've never been a dancer, probably never will, but uh, if I had known this about shingles, I might have taken it up because I had a bad case of shingles a few years ago and I'm still suffering from that. Uh, but just a small spike in stress, they say, can increase antibody hampering cortisol enough to spur a shingles flare-up, and that's what happened. I was under a lot of stress at the time. Anyway, UCLA research uh, shows that a fun dance workout daily uh, erases this shingles trigger in just four months. They say that uh, full-body movement spurs a 50% boost in the specific immune cells that remember the chickenpox virus. That's what causes shingles, in adults at least. And that doubles your immunity against the... Uh, the ailment. Danish researchers say that dancing can increase levels of glutathione also by 120%. That's your master antioxidant and helps prevent against all illness for that matter. Uh, and um, so keep that in mind. So uh, go out and groove and move tonight. <laughs> all right. And lowering your risk of falls, that's uh, another Another uh, aspect or uh, advantage of uh, being fit, Swiss scientists report that a daily dance, even as little as five minutes, can slash your risk of falls by 37%. And that's, it has to do with dynamic balance. That's your ability to remain upright and stable while you're moving about, uh, which is you know what dancing is. Uh, so, and plus, it sharpens your reaction time so that if you do see yourself slipping, you can catch yourself before you start to stumble. All right. On this day, uh, May 6, back in 1954, if you're a runner or just a running fan, Roger Bannister breaks the four-minute mile. That's the anniversary of the um, of that uh, momentous occasion, running for the British uh, Amateur Athletic Association at Oxford University. He broke the four-minute mile at a time of 3.59. And, you know, it's interesting that uh, it wasn't too long after that that two or three other people broke the four-minute mile as well, because before that, uh, it was considered only not only a physical barrier, but also a psychological one. So once that was broken, voila, other people did it as well. Today is also National Fitness Day since 2017, the single day to celebrate strength and empowerment through fitness. And so I go out and do a double workout tonight or today or sometime this weekend. Just get physical. Uh, you know, my favorite exercise, it's something between a lunge and a crunch, I think. Yeah, I call it lunch. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to work out today, later. All right, uh, let's go to matters of sexual health. 
Uh, a few weeks ago, we uh, covered information on various herbs that have been used as aphrodisiacs through the ages, some effective, some not so much, and some having scientific validation. Well, uh, whereas most um, most of these herbs were shown to be benefit men, here's one that has evidence of being of value to women, which is good news since uh, about 40% of women uh, are affected by poor sexual function. But it's called ashwagandha. It's an Indian herb, and um, wouldn't you know, the research here was done in Mumbai, India, uh, but they, uh, in a randomized placebo-controlled study of 80 women between the ages of 80 and 50, 18 and 50, excuse me, uh, with hypoactive sexual desire disorder, uh, they were given either 300 milligrams of ashwagandha root extract twice daily for eight weeks or a placebo. Well, uh, and con- compared to the uh, control group, the ashwagandha pers- participants experienced significantly um, or statistically significant improvements in sexual desire, arousal, and satisfaction. Uh, just be sure you get a high-quality extract and not just a powdered supplement. And please do not buy it at, you know, through a mail-order catalog or big-box retailer. Go to a natural food store that specializes in high-quality um, herbal supplements. All right, finally, let's go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. Uh, <laughs> since we're going to be talking about gut health with our guest, uh, this helping of healthy humor has to do with our topic. All the organs of the body were having a meeting, trying to decide who was in charge. The brain said, I should be in charge because I run all the body systems. So without me, nothing would happen. Actually, I should be in charge, said the heart, because I pump the blood and circulate oxygen all over the body. So without me, you'd waste away. No, no, I should be in charge, said the stomach, because I process food and give all of you energy. I should be in charge, said the rectum, because I'm responsible for waste removal. (laughs) All, All the other body parts laughed at the rectum and insulted him. So in a huff, he shut down tight. Within a few days, the brain had a terrible headache, the stomach was bloated, and the blood was toxic. Eventually, all the other organs gave in. They all agreed that the rectum should be the boss. So now you know, you don't have to be smart or important to be in charge. Just be a, well, rectum. (laughs) Certain parts of the body, we'll be talking about it, uh, some more bossy than others. Anyway, coming up next, clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin joins us with information on some of the body parts I just mentioned, as well as keep keeping everything healthy here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio. I'm David Snow. Don't go anywhere. If you want to stay healthy, Dr. Health returns right after this. Do you sometimes suffer from gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, or irritable bowel syndrome? You need to know about the friendly foursome. Master Supplements, the leaders in safe and effective intestinal health products, offer four supplements that may reinvent your intestinal tract. First, there's Theralac, America's fastest-acting medical-strength probiotic. Find out why Theralac's regular customers become, well, regular customers. Just go to theralac.com for more information. Then there's True Fiber, clinically proven to improve regularity as well as lowering cholesterol. True Fiber is also uniquely formulated to stimulate probiotics. Third in the friendly foursome is Enzalase, the strongest enzyme available. With high potencies of 12 different digestive enzymes, Enzalase makes short work of fatty meals and dairy products 
as well as normally gas-producing foods such as beans. Finally, there's True Flora, the fastest-acting bio-cleansing probiotic. True Flora is so potent, the recommended dose is only two per week. This is the premier traveler's supplement. Don't go on a trip without taking True Flora. See the friendly foursome of master supplement products at your favorite natural food store. Theralac, True Fiber, Enzalase, and True Flora for the best intestinal health of your life. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Welcome back to Lifestyles of the Fit and Healthy here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio. It's the cure for the common radio show. David Snow on your radio. My guest in this segment of the program, Marty Whittakin. She's a certified clinical nutritionist and also author of The Probiotic Cure, as well as Natural Alternatives to Nexium and Other Acid Blockers. And we're going to be talking about probiotics, and we'd like to welcome her to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Marty. How the health are you? I'm great. Thank you. Happy to be with you. Uh, nice to be with you. Yeah, it's been a few years. Uh, and now, please, Dr. Biotic, help us, uh, help our listeners know all about biotics. I mean, the pre, the post, the pretenders. The <laughs> all right, let's start with a brief history, if we could, Marty. Obviously, these beneficial bacteria have been around long before there have been any probiotic products or, you know, pre media about it. Uh, but um, can you give us a backgrounder of where they came from and how long they've been with us or in us and what they do for us or to us? Well, <clears throat> we couldn't be here without them. Uh, every animal, every plant on the planet needs friendly bacteria because they're just part of the team. So you can't go back far enough to find humans without probiotics. <laughs> In fact, um, there's a school of thought that the, <clears throat> the mitochondria in our cells, the little power plants right. in each cell, used to be bacteria that just kind of got incorporated. Wow, really? Because that's the energy furnaces or the energy, the engines of our body the, the, at the cellular level. Yeah, we could get in the weeds talking about that, but... It's just an example of how we've learned the synergy that these bacteria, as you say, there are prebiotics, which are the food the bacteria eat, probiotics, which most people know as friendly bacteria, but then there are also postbiotics, which is what the bacteria turn our food into. Mm -hmm. That's what really does all the work. So is there one more important than the other? Uh, no, it's a whole system. You can't you can't remove any one part and have it work. So it's like an orchestra where you need all the band members or the, the musicians. Well, yeah. I mean, how good would an orchestra be if it was all oboes? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Okay. So as far as our you know coming into modern day life with our high stress lifestyles and life in the fast lane and our ultra-processed food diet and uh, all the 
the um, beverages that we consume, whether they're artificially sweetened beverages that are, have no sugar or the sugar laden ones that, uh, you know, they're both. I mean, pick your poison. Uh, one's worse than the other. Um, how does that affect the microbiome, the bacteria that are in our guts? Uh, everything we eat, drink, and do actually affects them, and they're f- fairly fragile. So if we drink some harsh chemical, it tends to kill them off. If we have too much sweetened beverages, for example, too much sugar, that feeds their enemies. Mm. So it's just important to... Um, think about we're trying to feed them their favorite food which is vegetables and spices and fibers all right so uh, so since we kind of entitled our discussion probiotics for the ages at what what age uh, should we start being aware of these or or at what age do we get our first dose so to speak of of these probiotic bacteria well Ideally, the original plan was that we got them as we were being born and going through the birth canal. So never too early. Hmm. And and is that is that bacteria that we acquire from childbirth? Is that with us for life, or do, does it change as as time goes on? How, how does that work? Well, it's a a starting. Uh, like an inoculation kind of a know. kind of a starting set and then we build on that and it changes over our lifetime depending on what we do and what other bacteria we encounter okay now is there anything that can be done to modify that or improve it or uh, you know avoid having it be go you know having an adverse effect on on our uh, on the first years or months and years of life well, um, starting at the beginning, it's a lot better if we could have natural childbirth and not cesarean sections because uh, not only do we miss the inoculation from the birth canal, the other problem is that antibiotics get in the way because the, the mom is given antibiotics to make sure that there isn't an infection from the surgery. And antibiotics are probably the number one killer of our good bacteria. Uh-huh. So what if, they, uh, what if the mother gets a, takes a probiotic or, or you know, eats some probiotic-rich food after childbirth? Does that make up for it, or can you... You know, does it more than make up for the deficiency when the child is first born, or does it not? I don't know of any comparative research, but you certainly do what you can to sure. make up. I mean, if a cesarean is for a serious medical reason, what are you going to do? You should avoid it if it's just trying to make it easy for the doctor to meet just his tea time or something because there are way too many of them done that aren't medical necessities. Well, and sometimes it's it's the mother, too, that doesn't want to go through the um, the pain and the, the time of childbirth, right? I mean, it's not just the doctors. I, you know, maybe usually it is, but, but it's on both sides of the coin, the patient as well as the practitioner. Well, it, I'm sure that's true. And it's the same with antibiotics. Antibiotics are way overused all the way through life, and it's mm-hmm. partly the medical system, but it's also partly the people have become accustomed to saying that they need, you know, they need, uh, I've got a sore throat, give me an antibiotic. Right. And yeah. mm-hmm. We've been programmed to think that's the answer for everything when 
actually it often causes more problems than it solves. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Marty, uh, can you stay with us in the second half hour? We need to take a break for the bottom of our um, station ID. But then when we come back, I have many more questions for you on our probiotic microbiome down there, uh, such as, um, well, the uh, the supplements that a lot of people take. There's the pretend biotics that I talk about and, you know, the, those probiotic pretenders, the foods and beverages in marketplaces uh, or supermarkets that are maybe fortified with with these uh, bacteria, but they're highly processed, whether they're sugary sweets or fake meats or high-carbohydrate treats. Uh, for marketing purposes, they sprinkle in a little bacteria and try to give it some redeeming value. But what about that? Uh, as well as uh, many more questions about probiotics through the ages. No matter what age you are, we'll tell you um, what to do and how to improve your gut health here on Dr. Health. My guest, Marty Whittakin, back right after this. So don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Although you've heard about superfoods coming from many countries, did you know there's one that's grown right here in the U.S. that's even more potent than most of those foreign superfoods? It's Noni, the superfood thousands of fans rely on for promoting good joint functions, a healthy immune system, and overall health and energy. It's the brand that sets the benchmark for medicinal and nutritional strength. It's Real Noni, grown in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. That's because Real Noni is 100% organic, raw, and non-fermented. And unlike Noni juice, Real Noni is in the form of a fruit leather, making it 14 times more potent than Noni juice with no added sugar. Plus, it's more convenient and cost-effective. Real Noni is a superfood that has 60 times more antioxidants than blueberries. Experience the healing and nourishing power for yourself by going to realnoni.com, where you can also see their line of popular pain-relieving lotions. That's realnoni.com. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut, brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. When choosing a food supplement, what's most important to you? If you said safe, effective, contaminant-free, and non-GMO, 100% of the population agrees with you. So out of the thousands of brands out there, which one do you choose? Natural Factors is the healthiest choice. For over 60 years, family-owned Natural Factors has been committed to the quality of their products, excellence in science and education, and caring for people and planet. And with over 900,000 square feet of manufacturing, Natural Factors is big enough to do it right. 
They are also one of the only companies to do it all. With their own certified organic farms, over 2,000 acres, their own extraction, encapsulation, laboratory and research facilities, plus a vast network of academic and scientific experts. From farm to shelf, you can trust Natural Factors to bring you the best food supplements available anywhere. And they're available at your nearest natural food store. Or go to naturalfactors.com. Snow. 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 That's right. It's me, David Snow, on your radio. Hey, nine out of ten doctors recommend Dr. Health Radio to their patients who listen to radio. Ask your doctor if Dr. Health is right for you. If you're just joining us, my guest is Marty Whittakin. She's a certified clinical nutritionist as well as author of two books, one being The Probiotic Cure. Uh, Marty, before we run out of time, how can people get your book? Or books, actually. Uh, you have two. Well, on our website, I have pictures of them on the home page, and that links directly to Amazon. Okay. Because uh, on Healthy by Nature, we don't sell anything. We just support good sponsors like Dr. Okay. O'Hara's Probiotics. All right. Okay, so the probiotic cure, if people just go to that, they'll uh, the book will pop up. Yes. Okay, good. Shortcut. All right, uh, so let's get back to birth. Uh, we talk, We were talking about probiotics for the ages. Now, many kids have allergies and you know respiratory infections and other maladies where their doctor prescribes antibiotics. What is the consequence of that when it comes to gut health? I, th- I think the studies that I list in the probiotic cure show that not only are somewhere around 50% of the antibiotics prescribed not even indicated because the problem was a virus mm-hmm. or something, they, they tend to kill off the good bacteria that boost our immune system. And so a kid's likely to have more ear infections, more sore throats, over time because of the antibiotics and that's why we always try to do something natural first so it's a vicious cycle and they have to take more antibiotics and then that causes more you know it's kind of like uh, people that um, take antibiotics and they get thrush and then they they might have to take another prescription and they get more candida or you know yeast infections of the thrush and yeah i mean there's there's uh, side effects to the uh, Antibiotics, although they are... if you keep messing with the gut bacteria, you are going to degrade your immune system, not just make it less effective, but right. also make mm-hmm. it confused. And we're, then we're talking about autoimmune diseases. Ah, right, right. And 70% of our immune system is in our gut. And that's where, you know, serotonin's made. That's where our immune cells are made and so on. Yeah, so... That's, uh, well, almost another program. But uh, now, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about cesarean section when for newborns. What about, uh, you know, I and I can talk from personal experience, although I don't remember that back then. But I know, you know, my mother said, oh, you, you weren't breastfed. You just didn't, you know, take to it and everything. So what about children who were not breastfed? I mean, does the breast milk have probiotics in it to help help a child start initially in life? It does, and the nutrition in breast milk is superior for fostering yeah. the good bacteria, and just the contact with the mother mm-hmm. also right. transmits good bacteria. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's definitely a, of course the colostrum, the immune factors that are are found in the with oh, the yeah. first couple of days of uh, breast milk or breastfeeding. The yeah. original plan was just pretty darn good, and we keep thinking we can improve on it. And usually, we don't. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's discuss how aging, you know, going from birth and youth, which we we talked about, 
to middle age and then becoming, you know, I, I like to say welderly. Uh, how does that? Uh, how does our microbiome change over the decades of of life? Uh, should we be so lucky to uh, survive into the you know the seventh, eighth, ninth decade of life? Uh, you know, a lot of people listening to this show, most the majority are over forty. So uh, we we need to know how probiotics can help us in in our older years. Well, virtually everything that we're taught is good for health, uh, be it pomegranates or or vegetables, uh, curcumin, anything like that is better and maybe not even effective at all unless you have the bacteria there to digest it into the postbiotics, which are what signal the immune system, uh, supply neurotransmitters, and uh, just help run every system and organ in the body. And conversely, everything we do that's bad, smoking, uh, excess alcohol, mm-hmm. a lack of activity, being sedentary, all those things are hard on them. And we end up without the diversity that we need. We need lots and lots of different kinds, thousands of different kinds of bacteria because they all like different foods and they all produce different postbiotics. So yeah. we, we want to have the variety. That's right. Variety is the spice of life, and it's also the spice of our microbiome, I guess, or the uh, yeah. uh, the advantage. Uh, that's that's a competitive advantage to have that diversity. And that's a perfect segue, Marty. I, I have this article. I don't know uh, if you're familiar with it. Uh, the uh, let's see, Yano Yano Nami, no Yano Mami people. It's a, a tribe based in the Amazon rainforest in southern Venezuela. Uh, and it's one of the last indigenous groups in the in the region that still live by hunter gathering as well as small scale farming. And they say that they also have the most diverse gut microbiome of any human community studied so far. And uh, they go on to say, you know, everything they eat is extracted, of course, from the surrounding rainforest and the Amazon. Plantain is a big part of their diet. And as you know, plantain has a lot of resistant starch, which the beneficial bacteria feed on. Uh, plantain, uh, kind of a relative of the banana, uh, and uh, and then they also eat a lot of things we don't. I mean, piranhas and caterpillars and grub worms and so on, uh, things you don't find in grocery stores, even snakes. Uh, but they have a much higher microbiome, um, microbial, excuse me, uh, diversity in their guts compared to uh, people living in Western industrialized societies. And uh, they go on to say that, uh, well, you, ta- talking about what you mentioned is that it feeds the good microbes in their diet. And, um, and a lot of these, uh, the, the consequence of not having the diversity is inflammation uh, because many illnesses have an inflammatory component, be it uh, allergies or diabetes or even um, cancer and you know, obesity, Crohn's disease, etc. So uh, very important to have that variety. Now, uh, as far as um, supplements, well, before we talk in, about uh, probiotic supplements, and I know you mentioned one, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the most common, commonly consumed uh, probiotic foods. People probably put yogurt at the top of the list, yet yogurt, most of it has, you know, 20, 25 grams of sugar. So it defeats the purpose of eating the yogurt in the first place. And, and even if it's, uh, it doesn't have the sugar, a lot of it is dead because they pasteurize it after it's cultured. So uh, can you speak to uh, not only yogurt, but some of the other foods out there that people can in- introduce into their diets if they are, are not already consuming them? 
And don't be tricked by low sugar yogurts. Yes. Because all, you have to read the ingredients. Sometimes there's an artificial sweetener in there, and the good bugs don't like that. Yeah, and right. yogurt provides maybe one, two, three different strains, and they're not ones that normally colonize the gut. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more research on something like kimchi oh, yeah. where vegetables are fermented mm-hmm. and develop unique bacterial strains. In fact, around the world, almost every culture has a history of various kinds of fermented foods, not so much in the U.S. We might have sauerkraut, but chances are it's just cabbage chopped up with vinegar on it. Plus, it's Unless a sodium bomb. It's, refrigerator. Yeah, and, and it's so high in salt. I mean, it's it's just off the charts with sodium. You know, it's like you might as well eat pickles if you eat sauerkraut. That's my contention. Right. Yeah. Um, you want to you get your sauerkraut out of the cooler because there it's naturally fermented. The, uh, what's out on the shelf in the middle of the grocery store is just really a pickle. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's a good, good point. And I, I think of the uh, three Ks when I think of fermented foods. Kimchi, as you mentioned, and then kombucha, and then kefir, which is uh, the kefir has a lot stronger bacteria profile than, than yogurt, right? Yes, and it tends to be very delicious because of all the sugar. So again, we're back to reading labels. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, you got to get the unflavored. Now, uh, kombucha, I have a problem with the alcohol and caffeine content of it because a lot of people, and, and you know, if you're alcoholic or have issues with that, you have to watch it because it has up to a half percent alcohol in these kombucha drinks. And uh, and most people drink way too much of them. I You know, I used to make those those drinks, the lacto-fermented drinks in the, back in the 70s, and we just take a one-ounce shot at a time. We, we don't drink a liter at a time, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, look at the supersized bottles. You, you know, it's like the soda sizes uh, nowadays. But what's your opinion on kombucha? Well, in the, in the book, The Probiotic Cure, I do talk about the different types, and um, some of them I think are, are good, but... Again, they can have alcohol in them, and the more you drink, the more you, you're you kind of taking one step forward, one step back, because yes. the alcohol is not the friend of your microbiome. That's right. Yeah, yeah, good. Now, let's uh, go from, uh, shift from beverages to, uh, I'm sorry, from foods to beverages, uh, uh, and, and that is, well, we've talked about beverage uh, being in kombucha, but... But let's talk about, yeah, I guess, from beverages back to foods, and that is fast food. I always say it's fast, but is it food? <laughs> a lot of times it's, it's kind of a gray area whether you can really define it as food. But, but the, you know, it's been recently uh, surveyed, and or they've done research on this, and over, what is it, 60% of all the calories we consume are ultra-processed foods or, or the calories from those foods. And so... Uh, how does that affect the microbiome? And, and shouldn't you take a, a probiotic supplement if you eat the average American diet or a fast food diet? I think you should take a, pro, a, a good probiotic like Dr. O'Hara's no matter what because even the very best diet, the foods are grown on depleted soils mm-hmm. and with all kinds of, of uh, agricultural chemicals. We 
have an uphill battle just trying to stay even. So I look for any advantage we can have and certainly replenishing not only the good bacteria, but the foods that they like, which is why I'm such a fan of Dr. O'Hara's. And by the way, in my book, I started out with a blank slate. I said, I've always been a fan of Dr. O'Hara's since it came to the U.S., but I'm going to forget all that. I'm just going to start with the science and see what's out there. And I ended up at the same place Ah. because it does have... The bacteria have been fed these wonderful foods that we should be eating, only probably a lot cleaner, and they're put in the capsule with food supply, with the bacteria, and with what they have created, the postbiotics, over a period of three years. There's nothing like it in the U.S. It's actually a fermented food concentrate. And and uh, the beauty of it is you just take, what, two capsules per dose, right, or per... Uh... Uh, what do you take two uh, uh, twice a day is it well you can't overdo it yeah. um, and I th- I think a lot of times you may benefit from taking two more after a meal if you're prone to acid indigestion or reflux mm-hmm. uh, chewing two of them just does wonders. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have two dose. Yeah, you're right. A couple a day is a is a good maintenance dose. I I do recommend if somebody's having some digestive problems, maybe for the first week, just use up a whole box the first week, oh. and then go hmm. to two a day. Use a loading dose. Right, right. And uh, what I like about the Dr. O'Hara's is that it has twelve beneficial strains of bacteria. It's not just the one or two you mentioned that yogurt would have. Yeah, and they were very carefully selected for what their specialty is, so it's a nice balance. Uh-huh. And uh, these, of course, are available in all the natural food stores, and, of course, uh, well, uh, the chains, the sprouts, the Whole Foods, all the Whole Foods have uh, Dr. O'Hara's featured, uh, as well as Vitamin Shop. And, and then here, where we broadcast from in Tampa, Florida, Abby's Health and Nutrition in Tampa has the uh, whole line of uh, Dr. O'Hara's as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's the only three-year fermented food supplement, uh, probiotic food supplement. Um, hey, uh, Marty, And it's blister-packed, which is, it means you can take a sleeve of it with you and have it in your briefcase, in your purse, in your pocket, in your nightstand, wherever it is that's convenient for you because oh, yeah. it does not have to be refrigerated. It's fermented at room temperature. Good. That's a good point. All right, um, Marty, we need to take one last break of the hour. Keep the lights on here. And when we come back, I have more questions for you. What about colonoscopies? Now, most people over 50, uh, their doctors and uh, medical science recommends that they have a uh, a, uh, colonoscopy performed uh, to detect any uh, colon cancer or polyps. Uh, How does that affect our probiotic bacteria in our colon? More information here on The Healthiest Hour on Radio, so stick around if you want to stay healthy. And our show does rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from the time you're listening to it right now, on the station you're listening to right now. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. 
Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut-brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites. Certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. Welcome back to your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. David Snow on your radio. Hey, a reminder, our uh, website is drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. If you want to listen to this show after next Wednesday where we uh, podcast it, and uh, you can listen to the, all the previous shows there as well. And a reminder, if you're just, um, if for some reason you tuned in late and want to get the uh, whole show today, you can tune in 12 hours from right now on the station you're listening to right now for the rebroadcast of the morning show. Continuing our conversation with Marty Whittakin, certified clinical nutritionist and author of The Probiotic Cure. Uh, Marty, let's talk about colonoscopies because most of us, I, I've had one uh, after I turned 50, which is uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> but uh, And I you know, came out clean as a whistle. But you know, some people have uh, polyps detected and, uh, you know, and uh, God forbid, uh, cancer detected in their colons. But um, it's a, a valuable diagnostic uh, tool or procedure, but is there any consequence to our microbiome and our intestinal flora from getting a colonoscopy? Before I answer that, you mind if I take just a minute to say some things that you and I have in common? Sure. We're, we're both certified clinical nutritionists. Uh, bo- both of our radio shows have been on more than a quarter of a century, That's and right. Healthy by Nature airs in San Francisco on the same station, age 60, but at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. So oh, okay. uh, we're on a similar track. Right. Um, 
The uh, colonoscopy is not the procedure itself that's the issue, and as people can imagine, it's the let's clean everything out process, which flushes everything, including all your good bacteria, out into the plumbing. Um, and it calls to mind that they finally figured out what the appendix is for. I still hear here and there that it's a vestigial Yes. Organ and it has no use, but that was a repository for samples of all of the bacteria we're supposed to have. So theoretically, if you eat a good diet and you don't do antibiotics and things to kill them off, eventually you would repopulate the intestinal tract. But I just think it makes sense to speed things up and take a double dose of Dr. O'Hara's after that for a week or so to kind of get a head start. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's good advice indeed. Now, what about uh, traveling? I know that in just a few weeks, the unofficial kickoff of summer is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, is this? Uh, you mentioned that the Dr. O'Hara's probiotics does not have to take uh, to be refrigerated, so that would be a good uh, traveling probiotic, something to take with you on whatever wherever you're going uh, to faraway places with strange sounding names, or even uh, you know if you're staying here in the United States. I would think. Oh, yes. I mean, traveling can be really hard on your digestive tract. The stress, change in diet, uh, a lot of people end up constipated or uh, get some kind of uh, diarrhea disease. Montezuma's revenge, anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we're not supposed to say that anymore, but everybody knows what we mean when you do say it, Hmm. that... um, yeah, you right. can't always trust the water or even raw vegetables in places that don't have the same level of sanitation that we do in the U.S. So it's a good idea for prevention. Don't wait until you have a problem. Take the Dr. O'Hara's with you and uh, kind of stock up on the good guys so that you're more able to resist whatever you might run into and people breathing on you on the airplane. Oh, yeah, that's for sure, yeah. you got to keep up your immune system uh, to, to at its peak uh, whenever you're traveling, that's for sure. And in fairness to our people south of the border, uh, I've read research, maybe you have too, where uh, people from Mexico come to America and they get they get some kind of intestinal illness from because they're not used to eating our food and yeah, whatever. Texas revenge. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So it works both ways. I mean, uh, I guess it, it depends on the the bacteria that you are in your gut that your your body is, has been uh, accustomed to, right? And and that has built up a, a certain level of resistance. So. Uh, that's it's, that's a whole probably other other program, but anyway, uh, you mentioned earlier that alcohol has a negative effect on the bacterial flora in our gut, as does sugar, and of course we know that stress uh, plays a part in reducing the diversity as well as the beneficial bacteria. Uh, what other things uh, can negatively affect bacteria? And you mentioned uh, antibiotics, of course, which we talked about. Well, virtually every medication has a side effect that affects our nutrition and our intestinal Mm. bacteria. And um, just commercial produce has lots of chemicals in it that are designed. I mean, what is a pesticide? It's a poison designed to kill organisms. So um, that's why I, I really recommend to the extent people can that they eat organic. And I recommend going to 
uh, the environmental working group, ewg.org, and get their dirty dozen. Oh, right, yes. And they're, they're clean 15 so that if you can't eat everything organic, you can mm-hmm. pick and choose the ones that make the biggest difference. That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, for our listeners that don't always shop in natural food stores, uh, such as Abby's Health and Nutrition here in Tampa, Florida, where we broadcast, and of course, uh, in Honolulu, there's the down-to-earth natural foods chain, and and uh, on the West Coast, there's all, all kinds of, you know, and, and you mentioned uh, earlier, we, we did mention, both of us, uh, that uh, Dr. O'Hara's is mentioned, or uh, available in Sprouts, and Sprouts has, uh, you know, organic produce, as does um, uh, Whole Foods and uh, and other uh, big chains, and most, most of the fine health food stores do carry Dr. O'Hara's uh, probiotic. Is there a, a website people can go to for Dr. O'Hara's as well? Yes, it's EssentialFormulas.com. Oh, good. EssentialFormulas.com. And they can. Uh, there's probably research there as well? There's research and articles, uh, various resources. I have some, too, on my website, if I can mention that, yeah. HealthyByNatureShow.com. Okay, sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we just have a, a couple minutes left, uh, Marty, so let's uh, give people... A parting shot, uh, just to recap the uh, the dosage, uh, and oh, and and also, I didn't ask you when people should take a, a product such as Doctor O'Hara's probiotic. Does it matter if you take it with meals, without meals, with water? You know, I, I recently talked to somebody that I've known a, a long time, and they said, "Oh yeah, I take my vitamins, all, all my supplements in the morning with my cup of coffee." I said, "What? You don't." <laughs> You don't eat breakfast. Wait until you know you you um, take uh, you eat food because you know the vitamins work with your food, right? And uh, so just wait till lunch until to take your supplements. But what about uh, probiotics? I know they're not vitamins or minerals uh, per se, but uh, what's your recommendation as a clinical nutritionist? I agree with you about the vitamins and minerals. They're to enrich your food and activate your food. You take them with food unless it says otherwise. The conventional wisdom about probiotics is to take them on an empty stomach, like first thing in the morning and last thing at night. I don't think that's such a factor with Dr. O'Hara's because it comes with its own food supply and it's very stable. And one of the prime benefits of it are those postbiotics that have been produced, and they are not so uh, subject to problems with the digestive tract. So That's good. Uh, I think take them when you can be regular. All right. Regularly take them, and you will be regular. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go. Okay. Uh, and uh, we also want to just mention again, beware of the probiotic pretenders, all the processed foods out there that you know is fortified with uh, this bacteria or that bacteria, but it's still... Fast food, processed food, not good for your food. So anyway. Probiotic Doritos, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. On that note, Marty, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you, David. All right. My pleasure. All right. Uh, that's it for the show, but join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of Dr. Health Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.